You are listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Miller-Snell. During these podcasts, we'll be exploring all of the different opportunities that we get to seize the day on a daily basis and what tools and what changes we can make in order to grab those goals. Are you ready to make change? Hello, 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 podcast lovers. How are you all? I'm Natalie and you are listening to Seize the Day. Now, I've got a really exciting show for you today. Not only is it the first show that I am airing since going solo on Simplecast, which is super exciting for me, I have got an incredible, fabulous guest on. She is an author, a published author. She's a marketing, she's a marketing and social media expert or marketeering. What's that? (laughs) And now she has seized the date and is doing something quite remarkable remarkable with her time to help our key workers. Please put your hands together for the incredible Pamela Simpson. Round of applause. The crowd goes wild. Good morning. (laughs) Now I introduce you as Pamela then. Are you Pamela or Pammy? What would you prefer? I I go by Pammy mostly. Um, I just just really don't like being called Pam. So the easiest way to stop people from doing that is to introduce myself as Pammy right up front. Straight up front, brilliant. Get us rid of it. I love that. Okay, fantastic. Now that's quite an incredible introduction. And before we go on to bits and bobs about you, because... Your story really inspired me when I, when I, when, well, we'll come on to how and why we, uh, I got in contact with you, but it's a wonderful story. But first off, the accent, where are you? Because you're not actually quite where your accent's from. <laughs> Tell everybody a little bit about where you are and, you know, and, and yeah, where you're from. Okay. Well, I'm, I'm originally from South Africa, South African born, and, but my grandmother is English. My grandfather is Scottish. So I've always had a connection here with the UK. And we moved here. We immigrated um, almost three years ago now. Oh, and, wow. Yeah. And I'm living in Kent. It's absolutely beautiful. Originally, the family's from Surrey, but couldn't go wrong with the area we found. So I'm very happy. Gorgeous. And now, I mean, actually, the weather's been quite incredible recently. But how do you find it from South Africa? You, you don't mind it too much? <laughs> I prefer the weather here. I'm quite fair-skinned. I'm very English and Scottish in my uh, genetics, you know, so I need less harsh sun and South African sun is a little bit too much for me. So. It is quite beautiful. Yeah, yeah it's quite Even though cool. I love the sun, I'm always in it. I just needed one that was just not as hardcore. Yeah. Okay. No, totally get that. Right. Okay. Well, let, let's talk a bit about you because as I said earlier, or just a few moments ago, your story is quite wonderful and we're going through quite unusual times at the moment and I'm interested to celebrate local and small businesses who are doing incredible things and making a difference which I believe you are well you are it's not even about my belief you're doing amazing things now I mentioned you've got experience in marketing and branding you've written a book you started your own business in January and it was going well for about six weeks or so and then you know, this delightful COVID that we're talking about quite a lot hit. So for everybody listening, do you want to just talk a little bit about your story, where you've you've come from and what happened this year that got you into, well, first off, starting your own business is an incredible seize the day moment anyway, but then what you've done since then, which is even more brilliant. Okay, well, sure. Um, it's, I would say it's, this is a two-part story. So as you say, I started my own business in January. Um, I've been at home with my son since I had him wanted I never knew I'd be that mother I had this idea 
of what kind of a mother I would be. And then, you know, you have a child and suddenly that all goes out the window. And I just never wanted to go back to work. Um, so I stayed at home with him until he went to reception in September last year. And so I thought now is the moment to get back on that horse. And so I started in January um, as an at-home PA, but focusing more with my skills in marketing, social media, but also doing boring stuff, admin, invoicing, that sort of thing, you know? Absolutely. <laughs> um, and there were a few events that I was involved in. Well, one in particular I was so excited about. Um, and then the virus hit and it all just came crashing down. One thing after the other was cancelled. Um, well, I mean, I don't need to tell anyone. Everyone knows the story. <laughs> I, yeah, it is remarkable that, I mean, even hearing you say that, that everybody's experience pretty much exactly the same thing which I think makes this situation so very unique and you hear people talking about it things literally fell off a cliff and I mean I've listened to a few of your podcasts and it's the same I had my my well I don't have an actual whiteboard but I had my planning for the you know my my goals and it's just all a big fat scratch yeah (laughs) (laughs) um but you know it, it is what it is and and the other thing is I got I got ill myself So this was in the end of February. Um, I got suddenly very, very ill. I was diagnosed with pneumonia. Um, I wasn't tested for COVID because I hadn't been, at the time they weren't testing, I hadn't been to any of the areas, you know, it was right in the beginning, but I got very, very sick. And that also didn't help anything because while this is before lockdown happened, I felt like I was shut away. Um, the world was carrying on, the, the craziness was happening. We were reading these very scary stories. I unfortunately went down one or two of those rabbit holes, you know, in the middle of the night when I couldn't sleep um, from coughing, read all about what was going on in Italy. And it was really made me very afraid, not being yeah. well myself. The doctor who was um, treating me via phone call at this point was pretty convinced that I had 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 contracted it but we obviously I wasn't tested so there was no confirmation but just all of that it's a lot to handle uh mentally you know when you you're just in the space very scared for what's happening um and I just felt like my hands were tied suddenly by this invisible monster yeah um I obviously built it up more in my head because I made all the mistakes following the rabbit hole, reading everything I could get my hands on. All of that uh, fear mongering just went down those uh, paths, which was a bad idea. Um, and then also, you. and at the same time, not being able to handle my normal uh, stress in my normal way, which is, I mean, I'm a gym bunny. I, I go to gym four times a week and I run and I just suddenly couldn't do anything like that because with a, a lung infection, you know, you your um, capacity is just you've got to be very careful and I couldn't make it up the stairs without losing my breath so and I just felt so powerless and robbed and, and it was like the goalposts kept moving because I kept looking towards at first they said stay at home for seven days um when I got to seven days it was changed to 14 days and the whole household then had to isolate my husband was traveling so he came back um he, he normally travels a lot for work he obviously hasn't gone anywhere in three months <laughs> so he came back or so we 
you know, we got to the 14 days and then lockdown happened. And I was like, oh, it just oh. felt like everything I was looking forward to, all those goalposts kept moving. I mean, now it's irrelevant. That was three months ago. But <laughs> so much has changed, yeah. <laughs> so much has changed. But yeah, it was just um, not, not, a, not a good time for me. Um, the, um, that's where the face mask thing started because I'm feeling vulnerable. I'm worried about my family. Um, and I started with, with all my middle of the night Google searches, um, I started seeing these face masks that people were making. And it was from overseas. One that I, I saw in particular, it was, I think in Australia, there were nurses who were asking the public to make these cloth, you know, homemade face masks that can be oh, used okay. and washed almost as for charity. Um, and I, I read that and I thought that's such a lovely, lovely story and lovely thing to do. Um, and, and so that's then where I suppose part two comes in. Given that my business was falling apart, well, there was just no work coming in anymore. Yeah. There's very little. Given that we've had to make all these adjustments and changes, um, I suddenly found that I had a little bit of extra time in, in a strange way. And I made the, the masks for myself and my husband and my son try to hold different product, you know, all the prototypes on, on his face. <laughs> Love. And my just, face. Did, how did you go about doing it though as well? So you, did you have, you had to buy the materials presumably? Is it a machine you use or? I have a machine. It was given to me by my mom for my 21st birthday. Wow. Um, I've always, you know, played around on it, but it's always just been silly fashion projects. Nothing. I've never been sort of Etsy crafty, if you know what I mean. Okay. I'm not, not really a Pinterest girl. I'm more like an Instagram. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, so there's no tea cozies lying around. But, <laughs> but, um, but I do like to adjust some clothing, you know, to fit me or I have tried to make things in the past. I made baby grows for my little boy when he was little and wow. uh, made, made a South African rugby dress because I refused to wear the shirt because I just looked terrible in it <laughs> with the lapels. I made myself yeah. this beautifully silhouetted. Anyway, so I do have, you know, stockpiles of some fabric. I'm a bit of a hoarder. So I have, <laughs> have fabric. I've got machine, um, obviously. I've got cord. I've got thread. And I just started cutting into it. And I had this beautiful big piece of bright shwe shwe, which is a South African, well, it's an African thing. It's an African fabric that's 100% cotton very durable, usually quite good quality and always really bright and beautiful. Okay. Um, so I had this huge piece that I was going to use to make a beanbag for my son, but hadn't gotten around to it. And I thought, well, that's the right fabric because, you know, you need to use 100% cotton. Well, that's at the most advisable. Yeah. That's what I saw and read. So I thought, okay, I'm going to try with this. Made a couple once I'd perfected the pattern, made a few more for some family and friends who said, oh, can you make us some, you know, <laughs> for when we go shopping? I was like, sure. Posted it off. Um, and by then I was, you know, almost 100% better. So this is about two months into it. And then well, it was the only thing that made me feel like I'm getting something back from yeah. this. This virus took everything from us. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Suddenly I, I felt, and it was very therapeutic because I could, once my son was in bed at night, put my headphones on, listen to an audio book and so, and it's just, you know, zone oh, in, wow. yeah, zone yeah. out, zone in. It's, it's like going running or, yeah. you know, it's the same sort of, it had the same effect for me. So then I thought, well, we live on a street with quite a few um, vulnerable people. They're all over 70. We're, you know, one of the only 
families who are not over 70. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and so on the WhatsApp group for the street, I just put out this thing saying, if anyone would like, I've got fabric and I'm making these masks and I would love to make for anyone who's feeling a little vulnerable if they want it. So I had a few, you know, quite a few of them come back and ask me if they could have, and I made for them. And that really made me feel good. I bet. Yeah. Yeah. And then, I mean, I was chatting to my friends in South Africa. Um, face masks are mandatory now. So you have to be wearing it if you leave the house. Obviously not, not so here. It's just a, a recommendation. Yeah, but yeah. they were talking about it, how, how the culture has just sprung out of nowhere. And I, I, feel, I, I use the analogy, although my husband says he doesn't understand why because I've never surfed in my life. But <laughs> I felt like I was sitting there with a surfboard, seeing a swell and thought, I'm going to jump on that. So in I went, not knowing, you know, what was coming, um, how big it would be or how little or how short or how fast. I don't know. I still don't really know, but jumped in and um, I put it out online that I'm now going to be selling them to the community because that also would then allow me to, excuse me, buy more fabric and keep making for vulnerable people and key workers um, as a charity effort um, because I was running out of fabric. So and the response I got was insane. The first two weekends, it was just enough to keep me going at night. The third weekend, it was the third week that I put it out. Oh my goodness. The next morning I woke up and I had 73 messages. Wow. Queries, inquiries, people saying, could you make one for me? And I was like, oh my goodness. So. Sorry. And I imagine not just one they were asking for. They probably wanted a couple. No, for their family. Yeah. So there's. <laughs> So you've got all of these inquiries, but there's actually loads behind them. Oh, brilliant. Sorry, carry on. So for two weeks, I stayed up working till about three in the morning um, every night until my husband finally put his foot down and said, okay, no, enough. You have to sleep. Because <laughs> in the mornings, you would still have to get up and we were homeschooling, you know, having to carry on with normal life in the day. So this was my midnight oil uh, nighttime business. And... <laughs> It really did suddenly turn into a business. It wasn't just now making a few masks. Suddenly I was having to respond to people, deal with sort of the customer care side of things, all the special requests. Um, special requests. Love that. Having, having to send my banking details or, or PayPal, you know, talking some people through it because some people have never used PayPal before and, and um, I also learned quite early on that I did need to ask for payments up front because I would cut the fabric to, to size to special requests and then never hear from the person <laughs> again oh, one, okay. once or twice. So I thought, no. And getting fabric right now has been so difficult because you order it and you first of all take forever to arrive or it comes and it's not what the quality is not great. You know, it's not what you thought you were getting. Maybe I just haven't been here long enough, so I don't really know. That's absolutely wonderful in terms of how this has evolved. And that's how we got in contact, which, uh, yeah, that's so my wife was looking for buying us some masks at home, uh, got in contact with you. She's ordered them. They come through. I, I love them. We were You've got the for... Schwer ones, the originals. Yes. Oh, is it right? Okay. Oh, I absolutely love them. And They're what... now limited edition, you know. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> well, nice. it was the first round. 
should have got you to autograph it as well in uh, in some permanent marker. But what I actually love about them is because um, they don't have the elastic as well, so you can kind of tie it to your own however it works around the back. But that's why particularly I love that one. But just really the design, the fit around your face, absolutely everything. And then, you know, I looked at what you were doing and I was so impressed and really inspired myself by how you've changed your journey. So sorry, I have interrupted. I'm sure you have more to say. So how how is this evolving now? How is it, as you say, you've, you've got a business going now. You're not only providing charitable work to vulnerable people and those people who, who need these masks and you're providing them for free, which is admirable. You've also got a side business on the go now, which is quite different to where you started out, which is quite, so is it just you? How does this grow? How, what do you do beyond here? Well, at the moment, just me. Um, I do think this is going to be a short, sharp thing. I don't yeah. think this has got a very long, a, a, quite a much longevity to it, but, but you know, may as well, it'll fizzle out, but there, there'll be enough, <clears throat> excuse me, in there. The, the nice thing about it is I've been able to subsidize the income that I lost from my original business plan, you know, in January. Um, but I know we will go back to that. That So that is the plan is to get back to pay me the PA. I don't know. Yeah. I'm still thinking about it. But yeah, for, for now, I mean, I, I've had to listen to the people, obviously, so marketing coming in again there. Customer comes first. And I started out with the ribbons, the ones you've got. And that's also the folded pleated one, that's which it. is my, my favorite shape because it is just so comfortable and you don't feel stifled in that one. Um, but not everyone likes the look of that one. So I made a more molded shape and okay. that's my, the most popular one. Um, and the elastics. And then I've made those adjustable so that people can yeah, adjust according to their face shape to get the perfect fit. So those are the two that I'm doing and with elastic or with ribbon. Um, and then the thing that makes my mask, I think special is I sourced these nose strips that are bendable and you can mold it to the bridge of your nose to stop your glasses fogging up and you know to have a better fit so you are your usp absolutely unique selling point for sure because yeah every time i tried on anything before literally i couldn't see <laughs> the whole of the glasses but i quite like what you've put in because it really is flexible and you can really bend it to the right depending on how you've got the mask on Absolutely. Yeah. Re really, really fabulous. And I think the masks themselves are beautiful and really great. So. Um, oh, thank you. Yeah. And I love how you've seized the opportunity. You've seen something, you're doing something charitable. You're also helping your own family in terms of finance coming in. It's amazing how you've used the opportunity. You've seized the day. You've done something great with your time. You've helped your own mental well-being in that sense as well, as you were saying earlier because things fell off a cliff. So it's it's very, very, very inspiring. Um, yeah, very inspiring. Uh, well, I, so I've also asked my, <clears throat> I was talking to my husband about, I said to him, what do I do if this suddenly ends tomorrow and no one wears a mask and now I've got all this fabric coming that I've ordered because of, it was just crazy for two weeks. Um, and then I was like, well, I suppose I could make a few little things around Christmas time so, so, you know, my sewing, I'm not going to put the sewing machine away just yet. Um, but the masks are, are the main thing. And, and so this is the other thing. With the charitable side of it, I, I've realized I don't want to just be willy-nilly handing them out randomly. I'd rather have a more streamlined focus. 
Um, not that I don't want to continue giving to essential workers and the vulnerable people, but um, vulnerable children, I just have a very special place in my heart for them. So I've been talking to a charity and I may, I mean, I won't say it yet because it hasn't been done, but I may switch to only making the, my free masks for them. And that would be children who are compromised, you know, have compromised immune systems. I made one for a little boy and just made me so happy. He's, he's three years old and he's had a rare form of cancer um, and he just recently got the news that he's getting better, um, which is fantastic. But obviously with him having been in and out of hospital treatment all this time, he's very familiar with masks, but they're all medical, you know, and he's a little three-year-old boy. Oh. So I made him one with dinosaurs on it. Oh, <laughs> double-sided. So he's got green dinosaurs on one side and then different ones on the other side. You know, so he can, can wear it either way. And his mom said he's just so happy because he doesn't want to wear an ugly mask and he's so excited about his cool mask <laughs> oh crikey that's wonderful and again another great thing about your masks is they are reversible but that is magic that's really something special i was thinking i could go forward like that so for all them then i can also let people know when you when you buy masks, you you know, your order, I will make a free mask that goes to this charity and there's some sort of tracking in that because, you know, people are just taking me on my word at the moment. Um, so if this does get much bigger, I think it's important to have that sort of in place. Yeah, absolutely, which I think it can do. So for me, I love what you're doing. And if anybody is looking for a mask to buy, uh, I'll put all of your contact details in the show notes but how do people get in contact with you Pammy what how's the best way to look at your designs look at what it is that you're doing and all of the masks uh, you know and support what you're doing in terms of a charitable side but also just to you know revenue for yourself and your family well anyone can get hold of me through either Facebook Instagram or they can email me I'm happy for people to send me emails and then I can just send them images if they want to have a look but yeah Facebook is the best because it's all there Wonderful. Absolutely fantastic. I love the whole story. I love how you're seizing the day. I love how your the charitable side is really incredible when we're going through times like this. And I said it the other day, actually, we go back to basics, don't we? We go back to, first of all, fundamentally looking after our health. Secondly, and swiftly following is making sure vulnerable folk and those who need help have our support in and around us. And then there's, you know, the kind of can we provide food and all the rest of it. Real back to basics kind of, you know, view of how life operates. And it's been a in very interesting time. And I, looking at people like yourself who are seizing it and doing really kind, wonderful things is quite fantastic and inspiring. And hopefully this story will help others. Oh, do you know what? Even though they might not be doing the mask things, I can do something else or maybe just give them inspiration to, do you know what? I've wanted to do X, Y and Z all my life. Let's get on and do it. So on that, what is your takeaway from this moment? You were poorly. You didn't know how business was going to go. You spotted something. You've seized the day. What's your takeaway in terms of anybody who's listening to the show to actually get up, go and do something, seize the day? Um, I'd say, well, first of all, do what you can with what you have. So let's always start there. Never think you need this or you need that to get started just look around and do what you can with what you have because i guarantee it you will find something 
um, and it'll grow from there. Also listen to people, listen to your customers or if you have customers or the people you're providing your service to, because in the beginning I didn't want to do the molded face masks because I don't find them comfortable. I didn't want to do the elastics because I was nervous about the fit and all that, but everyone wanted it. So I had Amazing. to adjust um, and everyone's happy. So now I'm, you know, I'm quite proud of that product. <laughs> um, but that was because the people, I listened to the people. But I'd also say trust your gut because I've made it a few little mishaps along the way already. And it's so new, but you know, <laughs> um, and it was because I didn't trust my gut in one or two moments. So yeah, just listen to your gut. It'll tell you when something's right or wrong. And then at the end of the day, like you say, you have to look after yourself first, but then don't stay there. That's not healthy. And, and, and one of the, 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 the signs of a, a civilized society is where we look after our most vulnerable. So it is extremely important to continue to protect those people, you know, and if you can do it while doing your business, that's fantastic. So I've been using the hashtag um, protect each other rather than protect yourself with a face mask. So I think it's, it's better, it's better to wear it for the sake of, for the sake of the community, sake of each other, not for the sake of yourself, you know. That, I'm going to use that. That's a wonderful, wonderful closeout, I suppose, to this whole conversation, protect each other. It's a selfless way of looking at things. I, I, yeah, I mean, and in fact, actually, our whole, our whole ethos and our whole way that we've been operating throughout all this whole time is that we've not wanted to give anybody anything should we be carrying and we're not even aware of it we've not wanted to you know give germs to anybody else or pass it on and that would be the reason we wear that it's contaminating somebody else so i like protect each other i like that a lot hashtag it everywhere brilliant instagram facebook for you absolutely wonderful thank you so much for coming on really what an inspiring way to start the day uh, I can't wait to get this show out there. You're doing amazing things. So, um, and it's great to celebrate you. This is really, really, really fantastic. Thank you very much for coming on. Thank you. And thank you for the opportunity. <laughs> amazing. Thanks everybody for listening. Take care. Look after yourself. Keep well. You have been listening to Seize the Day with Natalie Millersnell. All contact information can be found in the show notes, together with any links to websites I may have referred to in the show. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please pop over to seizethedashday.com where you'll find my other shows and come and talk to me at Twitter or email me on nataliemillersnell at gmail.com. Thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> <laughs>